Welcome back to two, uh, two Hot Takes. Jesus Christ. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Two Feral Idiots. I'm Steph. And I'm and Carly. I am not off my rocker today. <laughs> Real convincing. <laughs> Everything is going fine. Um... <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so this week is another week of Steph being completely unhinged. Um, I have, I decided to put into Google crazy news articles of 2022. Um, some of these are like, clearly you weren't being intelligent. Other ones are, that kind of tracks. And one is like, Wow. Alrighty then. I'm so excited for this. <laughs> and a little for, scared. I mean, scared tracks. Yeah. Alright. Alright. Actually, this one's actually from this year. This is from September 28th of this year. Ohio football coach whose team called Nazi during game says he was forced to resign. No ill intent. I just saw this one on the news a couple weeks ago. <laughs> this guy's a, this guy's a moron. Point blank in the period. He's just a fucking moron. Yeah. So, article. Brooklyn, Ohio. An Ohio high school football coach says he was forced to resign by his high school district and intended no harm to opposing players after he and his team repeatedly used, quote, Nazi, unquote, as a game call in September 22nd match. In an interview with the Associated Press Thursday, former Brooklyn High School coach Tim McFarland said he never meant any offense by using the term and that it, quote, didn't even occur. How does that not occur? I don't know. To him that it could be taken as anti-Semitic. You, sir, Tim McFarland, are a dumb ass. Yeah. How do you not realize? How do you not know? But it gets worse. <clears throat> oh, God. But the team's use of Nazi was given has been largely criticized as such, especially given that the plays were called during a game against Beachwood High School, a school based in a largely Jewish Cleveland suburb. Jewish. Tim McFarland. I'm going to bring my mic real close to me. Tim McFarland, I need you to listen closely. You are a fucking idiot and you deserve to lose your job. And the fact that you are so dumb and don't even realize your mistake speaks volumes of your intelligence. I, I, I can't make this shit up. You made one of your plays be named Nazi. So you continuously called Nazi because of it, it's the name of your play. Which is horrible in itself. Even if they weren't facing a mostly Jewish school. You should not, that, does he not, under, the Holocaust was very real. I know some people don't believe it was, but it was very real. Real people really died. Real people really died because they were really Jewish and or protecting the Jews. Jews. That is a very real thing. And the fact that you, again, Tim McFarland, thought this was okay, you need like slapped upside the head a few million times because honestly what the fuck i uh, i can't get over the fact that he said he didn't know 
he didn't think that would be offensive. I don't believe that. You're a grown man. Peter Patakos, I believe it's how he pronounces his last name. I don't know. So, Peter, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your last name wrong. Although, I really don't give a shit because you're McFarland's lawyer. Balked at the idea of the word Nazi being deemed deemed anti-Semitic. And said it is a historical term, not a slur. Oh my god, this again? Agree and I disagree. Agree is it is a, a historical term. I agree. It is, in fact, historical. I disagree with you because it is also now a slur. Because that is what people use towards people, who, towards neo-Nazis. And they use it towards Jewish people for fear. I just hate that that's always their excuse, is that it's a historical thing. You may be right. Yeah, it is historical. It's still negative. It's still damaging. If we were in history class and we were talking about the Holocaust, talking about the Nazis, then yeah. If they try to say, no, you have, you history teacher, Mr. McFarland, have to be fired because you use the term Nazi, then you are correct. He should not have to be fired for that because he is in history class and he is teaching about the Holocaust and talking about Nazis. That is correct. But that's not the case. In this sense of the matter, that is not the case. You did not, you named the a play Nazi. Why? Why? The article goes on to say, um, citing in high school, citing in high, oh, Jesus, Lord Christ. Citing an Ohio high school coaching book from the 1990s, 1990s, Pata- I really hope I'm saying his last name. It's P-A-T-T-A-K-O-S. Would you pronounce that Patakos or Patakos? Listen, you and I both know that neither of us can properly pronounce anything. Facts. I I would go with what you're saying, but that does not mean that it's correct. And we're probably wrong, but... Patakos is funnier, so I'm going to stick with Patakos. (laughs) (laughs) Patakos said Nazi is often used quote, Nazi, is often used in football to warn teammates of what is known as a blitz. Beachwood School Superintendent Robert Hardy said that the Beachwood Board of Education said in a news release that McFarland's statement shows he is, quote, demonstrating further ignorance and, quote, succeeds in taking terrible situations and making it worse, end quote. The Ohio High School Athletic Association said it does not track track the names of certain plays or calls used by high schools but that they are aware of the situation and that offensive quote offensive language has no place in sports at any level uh, end quote is it end quote or unquote i think it's unquote it's an unquote i don't know if i'm wrong people will tell me they'll be fine <laughs> McFarland, mcfarland who has been coaching for 43 of his 70 years of age why didn't they just say he's been co- he's been coaching for 43 years? Why did they have to word it like that? That's weird. I don't. Clearly, I didn't read this entire article. I just read the title. I went, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, said he was asked to resign by Brooklyn Schools and felt that he had no choice in the matter. Brooklyn Schools, the superintendent, Ted Calaris, declined to comment on McFarland's statement. He also said that he ordered his players to stop using the call just before halftime when Beachwood officials brought it to his attention. Statements from both schools' districts confirm McFarland's actions. McFarland also said that he offered 
to personally apologize to any of the Beachwood players the call may have offended, but he said he was told by Beachwood coaches that it was not necessary. Both the school districts said that they are currently focused on the joint response in the community regarding the September 22nd game and determining how best to focus on their students. Um, and that's how it ends. The end of it was like Samantha Hendrickson. She's the one who wrote it. Hmm. So clearly Tim McFarlane knows what he did wrong. Yeah. Like he see- yeah. he knows that he was wrong. My thing is, is how was that even a thing in the first place? I don't know. I don't. And I'm not a big football. You're a big fi- football person. I'm not. So correct me if I'm wrong. But is that actually a thing? Yelling Nazi before a blitz? I don't know. I've never heard of that. I mean, I can't say that I'm correct or that I'm wrong, but I've never heard that. That was the first time I've ever heard that that was. All right. Well, I know plenty of people who actually played football in high school. So I'm going to message a few people and give update on the next episode and say, is this an actual thing? I was hoping you would actually know, to be honest with you. I've never heard it. I've never heard it. Like, so lately I've been like on the sidelines and stuff at other games. Yeah. And I've never heard a single person ever say that. Right. And maybe it's something that like the players yell to each other. But from what I read in the article, it sounds like he was like, it was the name of a play. Yes. That's exactly what it sounded like. So I'm, yeah. So it sounds like uh, Patakos was trying to like, cover his ass saying well that's what they yell before a blitz but that's not Mm -hmm. what he did he renamed a play and here's my other thing none of these students saw this as an issue before game night because if i had a son and my son came home and said to me mom one of our plays is called nazi i would have them have him explain further to me and then i'd be calling the school saying i'm not okay with this that is right it's not racist, but it's not right. 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 And that was my thing is you're saying, and I guess being a student, maybe you don't feel that you can really speak up or whatnot, but That's fair. no student thought that was wrong and no like assistant coach or coordinators, nobody thought that was wrong. Right. Nobody, unless this guy's scary, unless this McFarland guy, like everybody's afraid of him type thing. And like, this was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. Like you, you're now fucking up in public. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I was like, wow. What an, right. What an idiot. I'm going to save that article and I'm going to save, send it to one of the people I know that played football. And I'm like, is it true that they yelled Nazi before a blitz? Yeah, please do, because I want to know. I'm not taking this guy's word. I'm not taking his word for it either. Um, so my next article. <laughs> this is from, this one's also from September 28th of 2023. So maybe this article, is, these are all from 2023. And I just re- misread the article. Yeah. Oh, well. yeah. Um, Phillies. Deny emotional support alligator from entering ballpark. Yes, everybody. I said emotional support alligator. Like, see you later, alligator. I don't know if this is the same person and same thing, but I did 
just see a clip on TikTok. I will send it to you about an older man. It was. His, um, it was him? It is. Oh, my God. But the alligator is so cute. They're so sweet together. <laughs> Could you see the clip? Could fucking buy. He was taking an alligator to a Phillies game. You can't do that. <laughs> That's a that might be a little much. I, I will give that, but it, it's it's a very sweet relationship that they have. Continue. Good fucking bye, Carly. <laughs> I cannot with you. A Phillies fan and his emotional support animal, an alligator named Wally Gator, were denied entrance to watch a Philadelphia host Pittsburgh. Social media posts showed the gator on a leash with a harness with his name on it outside the stadium Wednesday. Wally Gator is a working emotional support alligator owned by Joey Henney of Jonestown, Pennsylvania. The reptile has a big presence on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, Citizens Bank Park policy on support animals posted on the Phillies official website that it states guide dogs, service animals, or other service animals in training are welcome. All other animals are prohibited. Henney spoke to Philadelphia's Inquirer last year and said Wally Gator helps him battle with depression and that he likes to give hugs. Henny said then that the gator had never bitten anyone. That's the article. It does give hugs. It's very, it's very cute. I literally hate you. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to agree or disagree whether this alligator should go to a baseball game, but listen, it is very cute. Listen, Mr. Henny, I love that you found something to help you with your depression I love that this gator is the love of your life, basically. I absolutely love that for you. However, dear sir, you should have known. You can't take a gator to a Phillies game. You can't even take a gator to a Mud Hens game. You can't take a gator to anywhere in public where a lot of people could potentially get hurt. Sure, Wally Gator never bit anybody but what's stopping that two-year-old or three-year-old kid from stepping on wally gator's tail and wally gator swinging around and biting you know what i mean because accidents happen yeah. mm-hmm. accidents happen so i no mr henny you cannot take your alligator <laughs> to a phillies game i i love that you found an article on that because i really did not know that I had no idea that that just happened, and maybe that's why he was on TV doing an interview. I have no idea. I just saw the interview clip on TikTok. <laughs> I love that his name, his alligator is named Walligator, and that his name is Joey Henny from Jones Town. It's a very, lots of repeating going on here. It is, yes. I love that you saw it on TikTok and I I read the I read the title and you're like, oh yeah. I just saw it like last week. It was adorable. Of course it was. It was. My next one, Florida siblings. Florida siblings. So you know this is gonna be grand because we have Florida. It's gonna be wild. Florida siblings, ages 10 and 11, stopped while driving mom's car on the freeway 200 miles from home. If you guys could see Carly's face, I have never seen her eyebrows more furrowed ever in my life. Continue. I need more details. 
Gainesville, Florida, a 10-year-old Florida boy and his 11-year-old sister who are running away to California drove 200 miles in their mother's car before they were stopped by sheriff deputies on the interstate highway, authorities said. I believe it's pronounced Alachua. The, the Alachua County Sheriff's Office says deputies spotted the sedan on Interstate 75 near Gainesville in their North Florida just before 4 a.m. Thursday. The children's mother had reported it stolen and that her children were missing four hours earlier in Northport, a city south in southwest Florida. The deputies, thinking that they were dealing with car thieves, drew their guns and ordered those inside to the car to step out. Much to their surprise, deputies observed the 10-year-old male driver exit the vehicle along with his 11-year-old sister, the department said in a statement. The children told the deputies the girl had been upset that their mother had taken away her electronic devices from misbehaving, so the, so the boy was driving her to California. The children were interviewed by detectives who said that there were no indications that they had been mistreated by their mother, mother or anyone else in their home. The mother declined to press charges, and the children were released to her. The names and the names of the mother and the children were not released. So they didn't make it out of the state, is what I got from. This. No, they were still in Florida, but they. It sounds like they went from. Let me reread it. It was they started in Southwest Florida and made it to North Florida. They drove two hundred miles. So in in two hundred miles. Really, way before that, in the first 20 miles, they didn't pass a single officer or concerned person being like, listen, was that a child driving that car? Listen, they're going to be phenomenal drivers if they make it to their 16th birthday. Yeah, apparently. Because if they keep going on this, this tirade, um, they both may end up behind bars before long. So they're going to be stealing mom's car. Because mom took her electronic devices. <laughs> so, two hundred miles at ten years old—that's far. That is far. It's really far. <sighs> what is it with kids these days? They're, Why do they do this? They're completely off their rockers. Completely off their rockers. Most likely over an iPad. Or a phone. Probably. I, I don't have, know what they thought. I have they were friends do. who are teachers and they all have I mean, my mother in law was a librarian at the mil- at the elementary school and all of them say like kids are they're not like they were when we were all growing up. Like they just they don't care. They they're fearless. They don't care about repercussions and nothing. Clearly None of these kids have ever had the fear of God put into them because they don't can behave like they have before. Yeah. What What did they think they were going to do when they got to California? That's what I want to know. They probably think money grows on trees because it's not like you can get a job at 10 or 11 years old. Or when they inevitably ran out of gas. Right. Then what? They don't have cell phones. Mommy took them away. Yep. Do they have mommy's cell f- mommy's phone number memorized? Probably not. I really like. I'm not saying parents should do this. I'm not saying that at all. So parents listening with small children, do not take this as advice. But because it, it's not. But if kids realized that there is a whole ass department in the United States 
for missing and exploited children. Literally called missing and exploited children. I really, really, really would hope that these kids would think twice before running away, not keeping in contact with their parents when they're out doing stuff. Like, the the stuff that happens in TV shows, Criminal Minds, Law and Order, CSI, those things, when children are involved, those things can happen and usually have happened in reality. Mm-hmm. Like, when they say this is not based on a true story, that, epi- like, that episode, sure, may not be based on a true story, but they got an- the idea from the- from a true story 100% of the time. Law and Order did one, uh, did an episode of a child that was much haunted by proxy who ended up killing her mother. Guess what that's based off of? Gypsy Rose Blanchard. These things, uh... these things really do happen. People, kids mm-hmm. really do get abducted and taken. Hell, I think it was f- five years ago. Had to have been five years ago. A girl over in Evergreen School District was snatched up by a man because she was out riding her bike out on a country road. Her name was Sierra Joggin. She was mm-hmm. 19 years old. I believe she had just graduated. Yeah, I think so. She was. He snatched her up off her bike. Took her to his house, did God knows what, nobody's ever released, whatever. And he killed her. And they found her in a shallow grave, I think a week later. Yeah, that case was wild. That 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 shit actually happens. So, and mm-hmm. you have these brave 10 and 11 year olds. I am telling you right now, if my big one ever did, or my little one, if my big or my little one ever did anything of the sort, separate or together... I am shipping them off to live with somebody else for a little bit. I don't care. Like, no, absolutely not. Because clearly I have not raised them correctly. I should not be raising them any further for them to be brave enough to do that. And my big one, she's brave. She's fearless. I'm worried for my future because she is, she is fearless and so brave. But I am telling you what right now, the fear of God would be put into her the moment she starts understanding. Uh, you saying that just made me think about the story you just told me the other day. Oh, the one from the grocery store? Uh, yeah. I'll just go out because people are going to want to hear it. So I'm at the grocery store. So my husband works a mid-shift. For those who don't know him, he works a mid-shift. He works 6 p.m. to... 2a or yeah 6p to 2a is his shift right so i'm at the grocery store with the girls and i did my shopping i'm checking out and there's this older gentleman behind us he's probably in his 70s he's being very sweet with (laughs) talking with her all of the things and i'm my card is in the machine i am paid the bags are in the cart like the, the the works the bag lady who's worked there for years looks at me she goes your child took that man's peach and i turn and this little butthead has the peach in her mouth and i yell her first and middle name snatch it from her and i'm like why and i look at him I'm like 
do you want me to go get you a new one? Do you like, what do you want? Like, I can go get you a new peach. I'm going to pay for it. Like, no worries. He goes, no, it's fine. You don't need to get a new one. I'm like, are you sure? He goes, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. So I paid for the peach, but I can no longer go to my local grocery store and I won't. I will never go back. I will drive to another town to get my groceries because my child. That's just a preview. Shut up, you Carly. Know that, right? <laughs> yes. My child's embarrassing. She, I mean, she's two. She's only two. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, she learns that she can't just take another man's food off the conveyor belt. And those who know my child are going to start, are probably laughing hysterically at this story. <laughs> At least I don't have to ever ever worry about her stealing my car. Hopefully. Well, there's still time for that. (laughs) Right. All right. On to the next one. This one is also from September of 23. Woman rescued from outhouse toilet after climbing in to retrieve Apple Watch. Michigan police say. I have not read this article. Nowhere near. Just read the title. Went. That's weird. How did the Apple Watch end up in the outhouse and not her? That she had to climb into it to retrieve it? A good question. I don't know. By like the by what the headline is, like it's almost like someone tossed it over the fence and she had to climb the fence to get the Apple Watch. That's what my brain is picturing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. So Bagley Township, Michigan. There are some weird names of townships and cities. Yes, there are. Did you know there's a brick, New Jersey? I don't know. Maybe. There. We might have talked about that the other day. We did. because we were, Oh, because oh. we talked about the character from the middle. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of want to visit just because it's a funny name for a town. <laughs> That'd be fun. A woman was rescued Tuesday from an outhouse toilet in northern Michigan after she climbed to, in to retrieve her Apple Watch that became and became trapped. The woman, whose name was not released, lowered herself inside the toilet after dropping the watch at the Department of National Resources boat launch at Dixon Lake in Otsego County, Otsego County's Bagley Township. Lord. State police said Wednesday in a release. Yeah, I'm like having to like really pronounce it. Um, First responders were called when the woman was was heard yelling for help. The toilet... Oh! She dropped her Apple Watch physically in the toilet of the outhouse, so she climbed in to the toilet. Oh! Ew! This just got so much more gross. I would just buy a new one. (laughs) Right. I'd cough up that money, no problem. Um, Yeah. First responders were called when the woman was heard yelling for help. The toilet was removed and and a strap was used to haul the woman out. If you lose an out... Quote, quote... If you lose an item in an outhouse toilet, do not attempt to venture inside the containment area. Serious injury may occur, state police said in the release. The fact that has to be said speaks volumes about our society. I don't even like to use a porta potty. I would rather just pee myself i'm pretty sure that's what this was that it was it was a porta potty and they called it an outhouse and the fact that she climbed into it for 
A watch. That's gross. A watch. Yeah. Go to Best Buy, homie. I'm sorry you lost it. Go to Best Buy. But it gets worse. And by oh, worse, God. I mean it's only a little worse. We don't know if she retrieved her watch. And we don't know if she was injured. They don't say. It literally says the state police did not say Wednesday if the woman was injured or if she, if the watch was recovered. Isn't that shitty? Part, Bunch of assholes. Part of, part of me hopes that she didn't retrieve it just because it's so gross. But then also I'm like, well, she, she should have because she did all of that just to get it. Right. So. Here's my thing. Uh. Um... The stuff, the liquid that's in the bottom of a porter potty, like the blue liquid that's in like a porter potty or an outhouse, that stuff is a very, very, very strong chemical. It's to kill like germs and nastiness and everything like that. So, like, have you ever heard of porter tipping? Yeah. You can actually be charged. I've heard. Now, if I'm wrong, people, you can message post it on our facebook and say i'm wrong but i'm 99 sure you can be charged with felony assault for doing that because if someone gets that in their eyes or swallows it it can blind them or kill them because of how strong that chemical oh. is hmm. so the fact that she's willing and god knows how many people who knows the last time they cleaned that outhouse the fact that she's willing to climb in that to get her Apple Watch. You're nasty. I hope you took a shower for like six hours. I hope she threw all the clothes she was wearing away. She better have. Just throw it all away. Yeah. It's not, it's not worth it. Because here's the other thing. There's another way to go about doing this. Besides just leaving it. And I wouldn't do this. I would leave it. There had to have been a trash can with a bag somewhere. Take the bag out, dump out the contacts, flip it inside out so your arm's going into the clean part, go back, and just use your arm to search in the nastiness. Don't put your whole entire body in there. Why would you put your entire body into the literal toilet? People are stupid. Literally. Like, she is a few fries short of a Happy Meal. What? Have you never heard that say? I've never heard anybody say that in my entire life. <laughs> You've never heard that? I have never heard that before. She's a, she has a few screws loose. Have you heard that one? Yeah, I've heard that one. You've never, never heard the Happy Meal one. <laughs> she, like, am I wrong? <laughs> she is a few fries short of the Happy Meal. <laughs> It's like the lights on, but nobody's home. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know those ones. The other one threw me off. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would say that's probably before your time, but the first two I said are way before either of our times. <laughs> With the fact you've heard that uh, one, but not the Happy Meal one. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a location thing. Oh, that's a strong probability. Could be. All right. <laughs> last one um this one is so the only reason why i picked this one was because of what i texted you the other day of what i found in my yard when i was going to my car oh we have to talk about it we it do me out. 
We do. So I texted Carly, losing my shit. So for those who don't know, which is basically everybody in my life, um, I am deathly afraid of snakes. Like, I will not go into the reptile exhibit at the zoo. I hate snakes that much. I don't do snakes. Snakes freak me out. I will not ever. I know snakes on a plane is like a really stupid, like, quote unquote, scary movie. And that it like people laughed at it because it's so poorly made. I will not watch it because I hate snakes. I hate them. Okay. Like if someone's like posting like TikToks of their pet snake, I scroll past. I can't. I can't do snakes. I get it. My friend Renee literally the same week. Found a snake in her yard and she had to have her husband come out and get the snake out because she refused to get out of the car. And when I tell you, everybody, I went flying back into my house to make Lee come get this snake. And then I refused to go to my car to get it, to get whatever I needed to get out of my car. I straight told him, like, You're go- you can go get it. And he goes, are you serious? I'm absolutely serious. I don't do snakes. You go on. Mm-hmm. Go, go, go. So, yeah, I don't do snakes. Enough to make your skin crawl. 20 rattlesnakes found inside a homeowner's garage in Arizona. 20. I'd burn my house down. I was burn just going to say that. I would burn it. Just, ugh, ugh. Yeah. In Arizona, a man called Snake Removal Company after seeing what he thought were three rattlesnakes lurking in the garage in his mess of home. He was wrong. There were actually 20 snakes. Five adult Western Diamondback Rattlers and 15 babies. One of the adult snakes also was pregnant. The snake wrangler, Marissa Mackey, found most of the rattlers coiled around the base of a hot water heater in an unidentified homeowner's uncluttered or homeowner's cluttered garage Tuesday. That is a lot of snakes. I'm not gonna going to lie. This is crazy. Mackie said in a YouTube video recorded by the company Rattlesnake Solutions. The Western Diamondbacks with their distinctive triangular shaped heads were found throughout those throughout the Southwest. And though their venom is far less toxic than other rattlesnake species, they still require care when being handled. Mackie used tongs to pick up each snake before dropping them in a large plastic bucket and relocating them to a natural habitat in the desert area. This is our record for the most rattlesnakes caught in one call, the company owner said the company owner Brian Hughes. The number could have been higher. Hughes said several shedded skins were found in the garage, indicating as many as 40 snakes may have lived there at some point. We'll never know how many rattlesnakes have come and gone over time, he said. Rattlesnake Solutions made headlines in July when the company successfully removed a non-feminist coach whip snake from a Tucson home. Their 20-second video showed that three to four foot, roughly one meter, snake being plucked from the toilet bowl and hissing straight at the camera. Marissa Mackey, you deserve to be inducted into sainthood for doing that job. I'm just saying. this is why i could never ever move to like arizona or new mexico or somewhere cool like australia couldn't do it australia have spiders literally the size of a car that's over traumatic but it feels like they're the size of the car so you probably people who live in australia bless your hearts i don't do spiders i don't do snakes i don't do mice 
which we unfortunately have here and occasionally I have to deal with. Snakes too? No, not that many. Not that many. <laughs> 40 snakes 40 in the snakes. house at some point. Mm-hmm. Burn it. 40 snakes. Dump gasoline all over that entire house and burn it to the ground. Here's my thing. How they said that his garage was cluttered. How cluttered was his garage that he didn't notice that was there was 40 rattlesnakes living in it? How do you not notice? I I don't, I don't understand know. how you don't notice something like that. I think Harley wants to vomit, guys. It's just gross. It's it very gross. Out. Yeah. And you know, listen, I don't think about snakes often. Do they bother me? Yes, they do. Do yeah. they bother me frequently? Not really. I don't really Not have any interactions with them. The other night, after you just so happened to text me and tell me your story, I had nightmares about snakes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This snake that I found in my yard, I really thought, because you know how like earthworms can get really large when it's raining? Like they can look like almost yeah. like a foot long. That's what this looked like. It looked like a worm. That It wasn't a very big snake. The only reason why I knew it was a snake is because worms don't move quickly at all. Mm-hmm. The fact that they, you can even see them move is impressive because they don't move fast. This bitch was a Slytherin. That's the only reason why I knew it was a snake. Because if it would have just laid there and not moved, I would have been completely clueless. I would have thought it was a worm. Yeah, it was creepy. See, Jake really wants a snake. And tell snake, uncle- tell, tell snake, tell Jake to fuck <laughs> off. I have been. But his uncle has snakes and breeds snakes. And I think he just Ew. had babies again. No. Right? No. He keeps trying to give us one. And I'm like, no, you're not bringing that home. Jake will lose it. It will get out of the cage and then I will, will lose, lose my lose shit. <laughs> <laughs> my te- She's technically my cousin-in-law is the correct terminology. But uh, Brie, so it's actually Francesca's sister, my friend Francesca. She has a snake named Edgar. I'm not a fan of him. And I don't go to her house ever, so I never have to see said Edgar unless she posts him on Snappy. I believe his name's Edgar. I'm pretty sure it's Edgar. Which Edgar is very fitting for a snake, I do I do have to say. But no. I don't do snakes. No. At all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I really don't do reptiles in general. Lee used to own a gecko, a, a leopard gecko. Yeah. Yeah. A leopard gecko named Mordecai. Just lost the. Ah. I want to say Mortimer. I'm like, it's definitely not Mortimer. Mordecai. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he wants another one more than anything on the planet. And I don't do reptiles. We had one. I liked to look at him, but I didn't like to hold him. I can't. It freaked me out. He was too fast. My, it scared me. My friend Renee, she has a, um, it has dragon in it. Oh, a bearded dragon. Yes. She has a bearded really dragon. Big ones. Yes. And she loves him. I don't touch him. 
Does she let him walk around the house? She does. Hmm. Here's the thing, though. You can actually, because of, like, what is, like, made of the scaly skin, I don't know what they have exactly in their systems, but it's something to, like, protect them, I'm assuming. But if you mess with the bearded dragon too much and don't wash your hands afterwards, you can actually get a staph infection in your hands. Yeah, they told us when we got our leopard gecko, like, to always wash your hands afterwards because you could get salmonella. Or, no, it was that. A salmonella, not staph infection. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Absolutely gross. That's why I didn't like to hold him. I wouldn't hold it anyways. So, we'll end this one on a high note. Oh, God. It's a good one. It's another gator one. Gator with missing nose and upper jaw finds a new home in Florida Reptile Park. A Florida Reptile Park has, yeah, in Orlando, a Florida Reptile Park has taken in an alligator that lost his nose and upper jaw to a fight or boat propeller. Gatorland Orlando said over the weekend that the injured alligator came from a lake nearby in Sanford, about 20 miles northeast of Orlando. She had basically no chance of surviving in the wild with such a severe injury, the park said to the social media in a social media post over the next few days the park's veterinarian staff veterinarian staff will be monitoring the gator in an effort to make sure she is eating in a stress in a stress-free environment the park said to get the gator to eat the staff is cutting up small pieces of food that they will toss in the back of its throat believing it had survived in the wild doing the same thing on its own with snails slugs and frogs kathy hernandez a spokeswoman for the park said in an email Gatorland Orlando is a home of thousands of alligators and crocodiles, a breeding marsh and aviary, a nature walk, a petting zoo, and an educational wildlife programs. It opened in 1949 and is considered one of the few remaining old Florida tourist attractions in Central Florida. So a gator was saved and is now being protected. Oh, I'm glad. That poor gator. That's what I said. Maybe it needs an emotional support person. Maybe. Sounds like they found the emotional support person in the veterinarian at Gatorland. Yeah. That was a sweet story. Yeah. So that was my chaos for the day. (laughs) It was, um... Hmm. It was insightful into the U.S., I guess I could say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody, that is the chaos of the day. I hope you enjoyed my crazy news articles. Um, please follow us on Instagram at Two Feral Idiots Podcast. Uh, join our group, Two Feral Idiots. If you want to send us crazy stories, you can send them to uh, Two Feral Idiots Podcast at gmail.com. And we will see you next Thursday. Yes, see you next Thursday.